This is Dak Prescott, and you're listening to Faith on the Field Show. Faith on the Field Show, presented by International Justice Mission. I'm Rob Motti with my beautiful wife, Remy, on this Super Bowl Sunday weekend. Of course, we're going to have a a guest who's got something to do with the Super Bowl, and it's Pastor Ted Winsley. He's been here. He's a good friend of the show. He's been here with us in studio in the past, and Pastor Ted is the Philadelphia Eagles chaplain. So we'll talk about this team. We all know about the 2017 Eagles. I wrote a book about the 2017 Eagles. And Pastor Ted will, will talk a little bit about this team and, and where they are and, and what their faith and spiritual growth and awareness has been like. And Jalen Hurts, is it's pretty cool after they won the NFC Championship game. Jalen's been on the show before, and John thirteen seven is a, a Bible verse that speaks to him. It's one that's significant in his life, and we talked about it then. And then last week, two weeks ago, after the NFC Championship game, when the Eagles beat the 49ers, someone asked him a question about where he was two, three years ago when the Eagles drafted him, where he is now. And, and he went into, he went into the, the, the whole while well, they kind of didn't even want me here, but then didn't elaborate, didn't want to draft me here. So a few, few questions later, I said, well, Jalen, who didn't want you here in your mind? Was it the fans or, or was it the, the team, the front office? Like, how, what do you mean by that? And he just said, well, I went through a lot of stuff in, in college, and one of my my favorite Bible verses, John 13, 7, and in that one, that's where Jesus replies, you may not understand, you may not know now, you may not understand now, but you will one day. And and that's kind of been Jalen's, like, hey, you might not understand now, but you will understand in the future. And truth be told, most people didn't want when the Eagles spent a second round pick on Jalen Hurts in 2020, they had already invested a ton of money into Carson Wentz. He was going into the first year of a, a long-term contract extension, and Jalen was looked upon as a luxury. Why draft a backup quarterback in the second round that you're going to try and use in the Taysom Hill role instead of adding a weapon to help the team and the quarterback you had? And and that was criticism from fans. That was criticism from media. That was criticism from everywhere. And as it turned out, Carson had a terrible season. Eagles went on and traded Carson Wentz. They fired Doug Peterson. They brought in Nick Sirianni to be the head coach. And there was all kinds of struggles in the beginning there. And Jalen and Nick led them to a playoff berth their first season together. And here they are in the Super Bowl, 16-3. and Jalen's a finalist for MVP, finalist for Offensive Player of the Year. And it's been an incredible ride. So... We'll talk to Pastor Ted a little bit about the culture, the faith culture on this Eagles team. You wanted to discuss a vision, right? A dream, something that that you had. I love your visions. I love your dreams. We'll let and, and Pastor Ted will, will get into a little bit of the John thirteen seven with with how what Jalen's perspective is no, on that. Kind of ties with that a little bit, okay? Because I feel like as you were talking. He's saying you may not know now, but you may not you you may know in the future. I feel like sometimes God speaks something in your life, mm-hmm. like something to your heart, and maybe that's what God spoke to him, like something in him, a dream that He gave him that will come and will happen, and it will eventually come to pass in the future. And He knows that, 
-hmm. And maybe he's referring to something that God spoke to him and he just doesn't know it yet or we don't know it yet, but he knows in his heart what it is that's going to happen. And it ties to something that God spoke to me um, about like a week or so ago where I was just like in the middle of the night, like 4 or 5 a.m., which usually that's my time. <laughs> um, and I was just like, Lord, like, what are you trying to speak to me about? And he was just like, he was like, I want to speak about the Garden of Eden and what it means to the believers. And a lot of people forget the garden. A lot of people forget. Basically, you're forgetting where you came from. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot, of, a lot of us forget where we came from because we think what we see with our eyes is where we are from. But we're not from here. We're, we are originally from the garden we god designed us to, to be in the garden <clears throat> we were never meant to be away from the garden we were never meant to be um escorted out of the garden but sin did that to us so every time we we forget that we need to remind ourselves that one we were not made to struggle we were not made to work hard to do something as in like God's, to achieve God's grace or get God's mercy or get God's blessings. We we're not meant to do that. We're meant to, to live from abundance. We're meant to mm. live from a garden where the garden has everything. Yeah. Adam and Eve did not need to do anything other than maintain the garden. So the garden, he didn't ask them to plant new fruit or new trees. He said maintain it, take care of it. And what, what do we do on a daily basis? We don't do that. We just, we struggle. We try to build other things. We try to um, do stuff that is not even meant for us to have. We're, we're, we forget our original design, which is live from the garden, which is live from rest with God. And uh, we forget that mentally we should always prepare ourselves for the day by saying, I live from the garden. God has a garden for me. That's my original design, and I'm not going to let the devil take that away from me. I'm not going to let the enemy take my power away from me, which is I. God has everything for me already. It's already mine. It's already his. So I don't need to struggle like that. I don't need to think negative like that. I don't need the enemy to steal from me like that. I love how this is kind of the topic on Super Bowl Sunday because mm-hmm. like winning a Super Bowl is their garden, right? It's right. their garden of Eden. It's mm-hmm. It's what every coach every player every team employee staff member that that's that's their hope that's their goal that's what they strive for that's what they want to accomplish and too often they may let criticism and I saw that in jail a little bit is there's there's a lot of criticism and, yeah. and he's 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 held that in he's got this chip on his shoulder and he's playing with a chip on his shoulder to the point where as I was watching him speak in the in the news conference after the NFC championship game and as he's telling me about John 13 7 I'm thinking like he he's allowed a little bit that chip on his shoulder from all the negativity, the criticism, the doubters, the haters mm-hmm. to ruin his moment because he's not enjoying the moment as much as as much as he can. But I, I love how you say that because it's true. God is not seeking. God does not want us to struggle. He does not want us to have problems, troubles, issues, it's come to him with all of those. Lay them on his feet. Allow him to take care of all of that for us and just put our faith and our trust fully in him. And we may not know the plan now. We may not understand. And, and Pastor Ted and I will get into that a little bit because it was Jesus when he's washing the disciples' feet uh, and Peter questioned him and why you're doing that. And, and that's where the John thirteen seven came from. But we may not understand now God's plan, but it all all unfold for us 
in the future. Up next, you'll hear from Pastor Ted Winsley. You're listening to Faith on a Field Show, presented by International Justice Mission. Today, over 40 million people are being forced into trafficking and slavery. One in four are children. We cannot allow them to suffer in silence. We need you. We need everybody. Go to IJM.org backslash take action. Get information. Understand how you can be involved. Because of the work that you are committing to do, they will be free. Hi, this is Remy Mahdi, co-host of Faith on a Field Show. I am so excited to be a part of an amazing team at Weikert Realtors Exclusive Properties in Tampa and the surrounding areas. Real estate has been a passion of mine for several years. I love beautiful homes. I love beach homes. I love new homes. I just love helping you buy your dream home or sell the one you're in. So if you are already in this beautiful sunshine state or if you want to move to fabulous Florida, I'm your girl. Call me at 717-503-4924 or email me at remymadi at gmail.com. That's R-E-M-Y-M-A-A-D-D-I at gmail.com. Hi, this is Rob Motti. You've heard us talk about International Justice Mission and how they are working to protect people from human trafficking and violence. There's a new podcast that gives you a deep dive into IJM's work protecting children from online sexual exploitation. This immersive experience introduces you to Ruby, who was lured into online sexual exploitation when she was only 16 years old. Go to IJM.org slash Ruby to journey through her incredible story and learn how you can make protecting children like Ruby your fight, too. This is Derek Henry, and you listen to Faith on the Field Show. Welcome back to Faith on the Field Show, presented by International Justice Mission. I'm Rob Motti with Remy. If you're listening to us for the first time, you can go to faithonafieldshow.com. Find every episode since we launched in 2017. We've had an awesome lineup of guests. You can listen anytime at your convenience on any of the podcast platforms. You'll hear the full interviews on there. Be sure also to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Faith on a Field, and tell a friend or two about the show. I want to take a minute to thank all of our wonderful sponsors, International Justice Mission and Heritage's Dairy Stores. If you would like to be a sponsor for our show and help our ministry grow, please reach out to us at faithonafieldshow.com. Our guest this week, Pastor Ted Winsley, is the Philadelphia Eagles chaplain for more than two decades. He is the founder of the Family Church in Voorhees, New Jersey. Pastor Ted's an awesome guy. Here's our conversation. Pastor Ted Winsley, my good friend from South Jersey, the Family Church. Always good to see you. Uh, Always good uh, to connect. Man, one of when people ask me, hey, you know, you love living in Florida, the sunshine, the palm trees. What do you miss? I'm like, it's the people. It's the people like like yourself. Right. It's the relationships. Yeah. It's the friendships. It's the church. It's the family. Yeah. It's all that. That's what you miss. And while you can right. recreate that wherever you go. Right. It's never quite the same. And those those yeah. relationships, those friendships all, all always be there. So I, I love calling on you anytime. I need anything, man, to, to talk about the Lord. And what I wanted sure. to get into, Pastor Ted, was this. We saw in the mm. NFL an incredible outpouring of prayer when DeMar yeah. Hamlin unfortunately collapsed on the field. And we saw hashtag pray for DeMar. We saw yeah. players on the Bills' lives touch. Josh Allen saying God was in this. DeMar sure. saying that. As the chaplain for the Philadelphia Eagles, how did you see those players impacted? Man, uh, first of all, I was watching, you know, at, at home, and immediately when, first of all, I saw him fall, 
Um, and it wasn't the fall because I didn't know what I was seeing until I saw the response of the players. And I realized, oh, my goodness, he's fighting for his life. And um, and so, again, and, and that was really, you know, that that was the response because, you know, I spoke to players on, on our team. I even spoke to the chaplain for the Bills um, and realizing that, yes, they were praying for DeMar. Um, yes, they were impacted by what was happening to him. But, you know, as, as the young people say, if you want to keep it a buck, they were impacted because they were seeing themselves. You know, the reality um, of every time I put this helmet on and go out on the field, they were they were smacked in the face with the reality of what this is. This is a life or death sport. And oh, my goodness, DeMar's in that situation. But that could be me. And, um, you know, and speaking to players and, um, not, you know, seeing it, but also speaking to players at the Eagles, like that's what they, you know, they, they were feeling for him, but it kind of, you know, it reminded them that this is life or death, you know, and, and, we, and literally, and literally in that moment, now you start seeing your life, you know? Yeah. When, when we see that pastor Ted, when we see on TV, millions of people watching the numbers actually went up on <laughs> After he went down and then in the aftermath while he's on the field, I think it was like 26 yeah. million and 27 million people tuned in. And there's yeah. people, there's players kneeling in prayer. We see all of that. For some, it's like a new phenomenon. Oh, they're doing that. But you and I both know every sure. game before the game, there's guys praying after every game somewhere sure. close to midfield. They're huddling up opposing yeah. teams, hands in hands uh, circled up on a knee praying. Uh, yeah. Just just talk to me a little bit about that culture that we yeah. see in the NFL that maybe the cameras avoid sometimes. Sure. That back to the whole point of, of why the why the impact was the way it was because they play a sport different than basketball, different than baseball, where literally you have to wrestle with your mortality. You have to wrestle with the fact, you know, that this could be a life or death thing. And then it also comes, causes you to come to grips with the fact that there is someone greater than me. Um, I have to trust in, I have to trust my life um, and someone beyond my brothers on the field. Um, and so, so prayer is an integral part in the faith of the NFL because the NFL is a violent sport um, full of collisions and, and life-altering instances which cause a created being to acknowledge and reach out to their creator. And Pastor Ted, as the chaplain for the Eagles for over two decades, sometimes the guys yeah. come into the Bible studies and they come into to just having those conversations with you, praying for a victory or praying for success or just praying for safety. But then you see, yeah. right, you see a transformation where they're not asking for God to do something for them where he kind of takes hold of their lives, right? Absolutely. I call it the lucky rabbit's foot. You know, I, I, I realize guys are coming in because they want God to help them with football. And then they find out that they want God. You know, I think I told you the story where there was a player literally uh, during the, the Super Bowl run in 2017 that knocked on my door and said, I saw God move in his life and I want what happened to him. It happened to me. And five, five hours later, he rededicated his life to God and he realized he wasn't coming for a thing he was coming for someone that yeah that was a great story when we, we yeah. talked often about the 2017 eagles team and yeah. what the brotherhood the camaraderie was on that team i thought it was special and then oftentimes we try and compare and i go it, it's hard to find another group like that but each one yeah. writes their own story so sure with, with this 2022 team what are you seeing the faith culture 
from them? Yeah. So, so, um, and, and, um, I share with you off screen that it actually, someone asked me this question and it made me kind of go past 2017 <laughs> to 05. And, and of course, you know, when, when you win Super Bowls, people forget that you went to one. So this is our third Super Bowl. Um, and the, the 05 team, the, the Trotter, the Dawkins, the Westbrook, the Ike Reese, the Jeremiah Trotters, the Donovan McNabb, that year we had, uh, 10 pro bowlers uh, go to the pro bowl. Nine of them sat in that Bible study. And so in answering your question, as far as what's the difference in 2017, um, it was almost like how the roster is from a spiritual perspective on our team. Now we were stacked, <laughs> meaning that in 2016, you look around and all of these players were drafted or free agents that came in that knew the Lord, that had a strong faith. And when they came in, they brought a culture with them. That, that changed the culture, uplifted the culture. They were able to accomplish something. And then after that, they left and kind of that left, okay? Um, this 2022 reminds me of 05. Um, 05 was, was during a time where there were guys who didn't have faith as a background, um, who didn't have a religious perspective. They came in and they realized, man, I've got money. I've got fame. I'm not happy. Um, I, I've got success and I've got women and this sucks and I want something better. And you saw men come together um, and find God, find themselves and become brothers and create a brotherhood. And, uh, you know, that whole Andy Reid run literally was was uh, undergirded by a core group of guys who wanted to be better men. And it's happening again. <laughs> and 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 that that's what I'm seeing different than 2017. Um, something that's now coming together that looks like it's it it's going to be here next year, and it's going to be here for years to come. And then, as we shared, um, you know, I've been the chaplain for 21 seasons. This is my first year actually now doing the coaches and the players. Uh, Pastor Herb Lust passed away in September. Um, dedicating this one to him. <laughs> and and uh, he did the coaches for 17 seasons. And now I'm and, and I did the players. Now, now we're now now one person is doing both. So now with that additive where the same thing that the coaches are getting, the players are getting, and then they're coming together for a chapel service. Um, you know, you've got the head coach who is present um, and 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 isn't a coach in the room. He's just a man that wants to be better. And that's what I'm saying. That's kind of that the organic, like, hey, guys, we're, we're, we're just brothers trying to, to be better. And it's creating a culture that I believe will remain. You're seeing growth, right, from the start of the season to now Absolutely. maybe more men, more guys coming in there and, and learning, reaching. And, and is it one of those situations, Pastor Ted, where, hey, one guy tells somebody, hey, you know what? Why don't you come? Why, why don't you join us yeah. on, on this Thursday night or whatever it may be? Or, or, or one guy who knows a guy who knows what a guy is going through in mm. their private life. They see them have victory and they say, I want to follow you in there. Or they also, and, and this is also, you know, this is an amazing culture. It's an amazing organization. This doesn't happen on every team. Um, and and I, there are chaplains on every team. But this doesn't happen on every team. And I believe a lot of it has to do with the ownership. You know, um, the owner understands. That's the point I was going to make, that better people are better players. 
And so I think that's also what happens when guys see the struggles, the guy, the real life struggles they're all going through and they see somebody overcome it. And then they, but, but they see at the end of the day at five 30 on a Thursday, you walk into the, you walk into a room that everybody's leaving out of <laughs> um, and you're in there for an hour and, and some bald headed black guys in there with you and they're praying and, and doing a Bible study and it's impacting your life. You, so often what happens is you'll see um, if, if one of the tight ends come in and their life changes, then you see all of the tight ends. You'll see the linebackers. You'll see the running backs. That's what happened in 05, 04, 03. And, and that's what's happening. And back in 17, it started really in 16, as you said earlier. Yeah. We've talked about this often. I wrote about it in my yeah. book. You wrote about it in your yeah. book, which uh-huh. is in there uh, behind you, which is a great read, by the way, uh-huh. uh, View <laughs> from the End Zone by Pastor Ted. And there was there were the baptisms in the cold yeah. tub in 16. Like that, that's, a, that's a special group. Do, do you sense and, and, like and, these, and these they, guys are they close? They asked for it. They hmm? asked for it. So I, said, I said, that was, again, back to the whole point. Like they said to me, they didn't say, what is baptism? They said, we want to get water baptized. I was like, well, all right. Yeah, but go ahead, ask your question. But is, is this team sim- is this team potentially, do you see maybe some of these guys coming, not necessarily now, but maybe next year at some point somewhere along the line yeah. or something like that? Are they aware yeah, uh, of it too? Uh, 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 they're not. So that's why I said that that's the interesting thing about, like this is what reminds me of back in the day, um, because back in the day they were just finding out what does it mean to be a Christian? What does it mean to to have faith. What does it mean to, they hadn't even really gotten to the place where how do I live out loud? How do I be a witness? How do I serve my community? That's what happened. 2016, we had a convergence of strong believers that understood the platform and wanted to use it. So, and and I will say that that taught me. Um, So now that's a, that, that's, you know, that, that's a repertoire. That's something that I will, when we get to that place, then, hey, guys, here's the next step. You know, now that you're a believer, now it's time to be a witness. Pastor Ted, uh, I don't know how much um, influence you may have had on Jalen, but the other day, after they win the NFC Championship game, yeah. he, he talked about they, they didn't even want to draft me here. So I was there. I, I flew up, covered that game, and I said, Jalen, what did you mean? Who didn't want you here? The fans the organization and Jalen and he and I had talked about John 13, seven yeah. before in the past. So I don't know if he made that correlation, but he looked uh-huh. at me and he's, he, he brought up John 13, seven, where Jesus replied, you may not know now, but you will understand. Amen. <laughs> Did you have any influence on, on him with, with John 13, seven, that it, conversation it, at all? It could be indirectly, because um, unfortunately, uh, Jalen is such a hard worker. Um, and when we have Bible study, the the quarterbacks have meetings. Um, so I'm always right after Bible study. I'm in the cafeteria giving them the lessons <laughs> uh, at, at chapel service, giving them the lessons. So he, he's getting the word. So it could be could be indirectly. Absolutely. I love that. But you know what? Why don't you explain? Because a lot of people, after I posted about it, they're like, what did he mean? What does that mean when yeah. Jesus was? To, and there's a bigger context, right, where Jesus sure. is, is is washing the feet of the disciples in that yeah. moment. And, and yeah. Simon Peter says, oh, you're not going to wash my feet. And he's like, uh, yes, I am. You may not yeah. know now, but you will understand. From, from sure. that pastor perspective, explain that for us. Yeah, j- just understanding 
Um, and, and it actually ties into what we've been teaching uh, about that God gives you a dream. A dream is personal, um, but dreams, when they're given back, turn into a vision and it's corporate. Um, and a vision makes it so a vision, when everyone catches the vision, it makes us family. And so that's what Jesus was saying. Like he was saying, so in other words, uh, that he was saying that like you didn't understand the moment, but he was saying, but no, there's something bigger that's coming that you'll understand when it materializes, when it comes to pass and you're going to be a part of. That's awesome. And and, and yeah. it really relates to Jalen from, hey, a lot of folks didn't understand why the Eagles made the decision to draft him in the second yeah. round. And here they are three years later in the Super Bowl. He's an MVP finalist and offensive player of the year. finalist. Sure. Last thing for yeah. you, Pastor Ted, you you had a winning sermon five years ago in Minneapolis. Sure. Have you started preparing? Do you know what you want to say to the guys next yeah. week ahead of the game or, or not yet? Uh, no, we're 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 locked and loaded. So, um, so our, our theme for for the Bible study was becoming the man, um, and just all the principles necessary to be the man God called created to be. But for the chapel services, um, it was another theme, and it was called winning the fight you picked. Um, and so we talked about the fact that when you make a decision to live for God, believe it or not, you pick a side, and when you pick a side, you pick a fight. And so um, we're going to be talking about Super Bowl Sunday, um, how to subdue your dream. No, Pastor Ted, appreciate you, brother. And and we're trying to get another ring. That's it for this week. Thank you to Pastor Ted. Thank you to Doug, Pastor Scott, and everyone on our team. And thank you for listening to Faith on the Field Show presented by International Justice Mission. For Remy, I'm Rob Motti, reminding you, make a difference. Be a blessing. Today, over 40 million people are being forced into trafficking and slavery. One in four are children. We cannot allow them to suffer in silence. We need you. We need everybody. Go to IJM.org backslash take action. Get information. Understand how you can be involved. Because of the work that you are committing to do, they will be free. Hi, this is Remy Mahdi, co-host of Faith on a Field Show. I am so excited to be a part of an amazing team at Weikert Realtors Exclusive Properties in Tampa and the surrounding areas. Real estate has been a passion of mine for several years. I love beautiful homes. I love beach homes. I love new homes. I just love helping you buy your dream home or sell the one you're in. So if you are already in this beautiful sunshine state or if you want to move to fabulous Florida, I'm your girl. Call me at 717-503-4924 or email me at remymadi at gmail.com. That's R-E-M-Y-M-A-A-D-D-I at gmail.com. Since 1930, the Heritage family has proudly served the communities of South Jersey. From humble roots, Heritage's dairy stores now operates 33 convenient locations. Their desire is to become your convenience store of choice, not just because of their welcoming atmosphere, but because of their fresh, quality products. Heritage's milk is still the sweetest, coffee's hot and fresh, and Heritage's full-service delis offer the best local ingredients prepared and sliced on-site, far exceeding the competition. Heritage's Dairy Stores. It's not just our name, it's our heritage.